The Paranormal Chick here, and welcome to episode 15 of my podcast. Today, we are talking about family curses, specifically the Von Erich family curse. I do want to credit Eric Shorey for the following story. Who were the Von Erichs? They were a famous pro wrestling family, and the head of the family was Jack Atkinson. Originally, he was a football player in the 1950s. Stu Hart, father of iconic rappler Bret Hart, first took notice of Atkinson. Hart was especially struck by the footballer's immense size and stereotypical German features. Jack really had no connection to or history to Germany. He was still renamed Fritz von Erich and paired up with Walter Seiber, who was renamed Waldo von Erich, a loathsome Perusian Nazi who garnered heat, also known as hate, everywhere he went. Needless to say, it sparked outrage among wrestling fans that a promoter would stoop so low as to include post-war animosity as a plot point for entertainment. Author David Shoemaker wrote in his book about the Von Erichs, The Squared Circle, Life, Death, and Professional Wrestling. Like so many troops in the wrestling world, the Nazism was a lie told to advance a greater truth about the existence of evil in the world and the need to overcome it with headlocks and such. The Nazi aspect of the Von Erich gimmick would fade into the background as his sons became some of the most beloved athletes in the sport. But it's precisely this feature of his character that would inspire several stories about what would ultimately happen to the Von Erich descendants. The Family Curse Per Shoemaker, many people believed a ghost of a, of a Holocaust, survivor, Holocaust survivor visited and put a curse on Atkinson, a.k.a. Fritz von Erich, as revenge for making light of Nazism. Per the author, he told Fritz that he had lost all seven of his sons in death camps and that he hoped sincerely nothing like that would happen to Fritz. We will never know if that was true or made up, but what occurred after the spectral story is so unfathomable, it makes sense. It all begins with Jack's first son, Jack Jr. He died at the age of six years old, after he was electrocuted, causing him to fall into a puddle and drown. Jack was actually coming home from school and it had just recently snowed. He was trying to step over the tongue of the trailer he had touched. Somehow, it electrocuted him and he fell into the snow face first. His death haunted the family for decades. As the years passed, his other children moved into wrestling, and Jack himself moved away from participating and instead focused on becoming a promoter. Through his federation, World Class Championship Wrestling, he was able to raise his sons, Kevin, David, Carrie, Mike, and Chris, 
as major celebrities in their own rights. The small league, which rose to prominence through the kids' star power, presented them as authentic fighters. It couldn't contain their charisma. With the fascist background of the family summarily forgotten by the public, the young Von Erichs became symbols of goodness and light, amassing what Shoemaker described as Beatles-level fame. Comic books, board games, and endless public appearances established the handsome Von Erich boys as heroic beyond belief. Kevin Von Erich stated in a biography, Dark Side of the Ring, I think people realized we were human. You could guarantee we had pure hearts and we had good motives. Maybe that was something that was something real about us. We were a family. We loved each other. We regarded our fans as people, not tickets. But not everyone was a fan of the Von Erichs. Harniest family of all time. They were all so dumb they could get lost on the way to shows. They would just turn around and go home. An individual in pro wrestling industry who asked to remain anonymous told Oxygen. Much like the Kennedys, you can read certain books or watch certain documentaries that paint them as the all-American family. The truth is something far different. At the time, the lies were to protect the business and the reputation of the Von Erich family. You couldn't have stories get out about drug overdoses, arrest, and other such things about these kids running wild. I think certain people would have lied so much over the years that they now believe those lies regardless of the truth. Pro wrestler Cody Jones, son of legendary wrestler Eb Mr. Ebony Tom Jones, contests some of the more wild rumors about the Von Erichs. More than anything, they're remembered as pioneers. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stigma there. All the tragedies. It overshadows everything else, Jones told Ox Oxygen. They were one of the first families of wrestling that took off. They could do nothing wrong. It's amazing what they were able to accomplish. A lot of people just harp on the negative. I don't know firsthand what they did. I can only say what I know. My family had the highest praise for them. They've been nothing but good to me. I guess for some people, it's kind of fun to talk about the conspiracies. Inside of a business that's more, much more transparent nowadays. Either way, word of the Von Erich name at the time garnered global excitement. But during the family's first tour of Japan in 1984, tragedy would strike again. David Von Erich was the victim of fate this time. The morning he arrived, he was found dead in his hotel room. In Dark Side of the Ring, it's Manning who says he was the one who informed Fritz of his son's passing. Manny recalls that Fritz simply asked, which one? When Manning arrived at the trailer, he said Fritz was aware that one of his children was already gone. What exactly happened to David? is yet another mystery. 
The Japanese coroner eventually called it acute entrinitis, a disease of the intestines which may or may not have triggered a heart attack, depending on who you listen to, Shoemaker wrote. Rumors persist about David's use of painkillers, which may or may not have led to the death, with some suggesting that Bruiser Brody, another legendary wrestler whose ultimately whose whose untimely death continues to mar the wrestling world. Having so much respect for the reputation of the family hid any evidence of the addiction before authorities arrived on scene, according to Ric Flair's autobiography, To Be The Man. In a shoot interview, now available on YouTube, wrestler Wild Bill Irwin has yet another theory of the death. He says, David suffered from bulimia. Kevin Von Erich appears to have finally settled on his version of the story. There's no doubt that he didn't overdose, he says in Viceland documentary. Kevin refused to admit drugs had anything to do with David's demise. Records from the time indicate far less certainty Nobody knew what it was, Fritz von Erich told the Dallas Morning News in 1984. He had a flu-type condition for about six weeks. But in our business, if you can walk, you go out there. You're expected to go out there. People have paid to see you. At least in our family, that's the way. David's funeral was attended by thousands. After a failed attempt, at unveiling an unrelated wrestler to play as a long-lost Von Erich brother, which invoked ire from audiences who felt they were being lied to, Mike Von Erich took over David's slot. But Mike's lack of natural talent for wrestling was evident to almost everybody, especially after faith in the brothers had waned. After suffering toxic shock syndrome following a surgery on his injured shoulder during a 1985 tour of Israel, Mike was re reduced to a shadow of his former self, according to Shoemaker. It was just a nightmare, said Kevin to D Magazine, of Mike's post-recovery career. A damned nightmare. I thought, it's all going. We're all finished. I'd look out and watch Mike trying to wrestle, knowing how badly he felt, and I knew how much he wanted to keep up the family name. I just couldn't believe how sad it all was. Mike's behavior appeared more erratic after the surgery, as well, according to Kevin's testimony in Dark Side of the Ring. I wondered if there was brain damage, said Kevin. Mike attacked a stoplight. He even attacked a parked car. Just these rages. And there was no one even in the parked car. A year later, in April of 1987, police found him with a bottle of non-prescription pills. A few days after that, Mike failed to show up to an event. After a days-long search, Mike's body was found in a wooded area of Denton, Texas, according to UPI. He was determined to have died of an overdose. His suicide note to his brothers, according to, Sh to Shoemaker, read, Please understand, 
I am an F-up. I'm sorry. A note he left for his parents was more tender. Mom and Dad, I've gone to a better place. I'll be watching. It read, according to UPI. Harry reflected on the death in 1988 with writer Skip Hollinsworth for D Magazine. I don't think Mike was ever truly, ever really sure he felt good enough to take on the Von Erich role, said Carrie. I mean, it turned him up inside that he wasn't quick or as strong as the rest of us. And after the toxic shock, when he started losing his balance on the top ropes or missing a hold or something, he thought he had lost a part of himself. You know what I mean? By 1990, Carrie had accepted an offer to go to the WWF, according to Shoemaker. An elaborate cover-up had been pulled off to convince audiences that he was in working condition, despite having had his foot amputated following a medical complication from a 1986 motorcycle accident, perhaps worsened by in-ring work. Now exposed to a wider audience, and without the protection of his father's company. By this point, Carrie wasn't even using the Von Erich name. Rumors about Carrie's drug addiction began to flourish, according to Shoemaker. By 1992, after winning, then losing an intercontinental championship, Carrie moved back to Texas to be with his family. At the same time, the youngest of the brothers, Chris, attempted to shoot his shot in the wrestling world in hopes of reviving his family shine. But persistent medical problems, including asthma, that had impacted his growth made him largely unconvincing in the sport filled with oversized men. A broken arm may have been the last straw for Chris. In Dark Side of the Room ring, Kevin recalls a attempting to talk him down from suicidal behavior to no avail. Kevin was the one who found Chris's body on September 21st, 1999. He had shot himself in the head while staying at the family's ranch. He was only 21 years old at the time. Carrie too suffered wildly at the time. He was arrested in February of 1993 and faced considerable jail time. Bret Hart states in his biography, Hitman, My Real Life in the Cartoon World of Wrestling, that Carrie's marriage fell apart and he had begun discussing suicide months before he took his own life, saying that his brothers were calling to him from the beyond. Carrie's family ultimately found him at the ranch with a gunshot wound to the chest under the tree the boys used to play on February 18th 1993. He couldn't handle the disappointment it would mean to his fans or his family or whatever, Shoemaker wrote. When they held his memorial service, his name was still on the marquee outside the venue where he was scheduled to wrestle that weekend. His opponent was the angel of death. In a testament to the Von Erich's commitment, it was only after his death that Fritz was able to tell the true story of Carrie's foot. No one knew. It was extremely painful at first, said Fritz to the Baltimore Sun at the time. 
Harry had a drug problem since that accident, and no one was ever about to tell why. Fellas might think he was weaker. Harry could never learn to cope with the loss of any of his brothers. Because when one in the family does it, it makes it a whole lot easier for another one to do it. We learned that the hard way. Kevin absconded from the world of sports entertainment to raise his children in Hawaii shortly thereafter. I wanted to get away from wrestling. I wanted to get out. I wanted to be anonymous, Kevin explained in the dark side of the ring. Fritz would live for a number of years after the fifth death of one of his children, but ultimately succumbed to brain and lung cancer in 1997, according to Shoemaker. In 2009, WWE officially recognized the entire Von Erich family's impact on the sport by inducting them into the Hall of Fame. Kevin, introduced by Michael Hayes of the Freebirds, accepted all six rings on behalf of his fallen brothers and father. At the awards ceremony, Kevin beamed. Times got tough, and wrestling has changed. My brothers and my dad, I wish they were here to absorb this great moment with me. But I don't think I'm alone. Because we all call each other brothers, the wrestlers. We are all family, Kevin said in front of the Texas audience. It makes you really close just to beat the hell out of each other. The Von Eriks are not dead and gone. Kevin has been raising his sons, Ross and Marshall, as inheritors of the family's name. The two have appeared as a tag team and as individual brawlers at various federations around the world, including Pro Wrestling NOAA in Japan and Total Nonstop Action Impact in the United States. Growing up, we wanted to be just like him. We saw the fearlessness in every situation, not only in the ring, but in life. That's what we wanted to be like. We're just grateful to God that we can follow in the footsteps and doors are opening and wrestling. We get to pick up where the Von Erichs left off, Marshall Von Erich said in the dark side of the ring. Meanwhile, Lacey Von Erich, daughter of Carrie, had a successful run on TNA Impact as a tag team champion with partner Velvet Sky before retiring in 2010, according to cagematch.net. So, that's the story of the Von Eriks. That's their family curse. Were they truly cursed? Is this proof of a string of horrific bad luck? We'll never know the truth behind the Von Erich family tragedies. We'll never really know if they were cursed. But their legacy, it does live on. That's all I have for you guys tonight. Let me know what you think. The good, the bad the ugly. And as always, if you have your own stories, your own experiences that you would like to share, send them to me. I would love to read them and share them to the world. You can remain anonymous. My email is theparanormalchickchic at gmail.com or theparanormalchickchic at icloud.com. As always, take care, good night, and Till tomorrow, my friends.